so <laughs> let's go right in at the deep end. I think this is this is a great question because it stimulates conversation, it stimulates mm. discussion, and there's no right or wrong when it comes mm. to this. You're listening to Guides and Brides, the wedding podcast. I'm Nikita from Team GFB, and if you're planning your wedding or helping someone who is, you're in the right place, because I'll be discussing trends, practical planning tips, and more with the help of some special guests along the way. So let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Guide to Brides, the wedding podcast. I am joined today by the lovely Cecile from Name Switch. Hello. And she will just introduce herself in a couple of moments. Um, but today we had a previous episode with Cecile about um, the logistics of changing your name and sort of what you need to consider. But today we're going to be asking some interesting questions. And it's often questions that, you know, get posed to you quite a lot, get posed mm-hmm. to us. Things like... Am I a feminist if I take my husband's name? And all of those juicy things. So, Cecile, would you like to give a little introduction to the listeners? Yes, hello. Hello, everyone. And, um, well, firstly, it's lovely to be here in person. Yes, finally. (laughs) (laughs) We were doing everything digitally over Zoom and all that stuff, which was wonderful. But you can't beat uh, real fresh tea and croissants and all that stuff. Yeah, no, you can't. thank you so much for inviting us. It smells fantastic in this room, by the way. It does You know, excuse stomach rumblings. Um, yeah, so I'm Cecile and I founded uh, Name Switch five years ago. In fact, we just celebrated our five year anniversary last week. Um, and we do what it says on the tin. So we help people to change their name. And the vast majority of people that we help are newlyweds, uh, such as your good selves, once you kind of go through that journey, um, to change their name in a whole variety of different combinations of, of which I think we're going to talk about mm. today. Um, and it's wonderful. Um, I created Name Switch based on my own personal experience. There was no other company in England that offered the service. It says, okay, great, I've got my certificate. What on earth do I do with it? Mm. Um, and that's where we kind of step in and we offer a service that helps people to save a, a, a lot of time and lots of kind of procrastination and all sorts of things and give them advice and equip them with everything that they need to change their name. Yeah, because um, it's not the most fun of nope. wedding tasks in the world, is it? Well, I mean, Wedmin as itself, you know, lists, spreadsheets, all sorts of things are okay, but they take a while. But I think the probably the most annoying thing is it, it's something you want to embrace really quickly. Mm. Um, and every single company has got a different way of doing it. So it's quite stop-starty. And um, by the time you're newlyweds, you just want to get on, you know. Yeah. I, think, I think you're probably all wedmins out yeah for sure <laughs> so the idea that if there's a if there's a faster smarter way to do it um that's what people seem to really be welcoming yeah absolutely and once you've been looking at all of those budget spreadsheets for about 12 to 18 months you're probably fed up of opening another spreadsheet or another form or all of that kind of thing so actually yeah. a service like yours is really really useful to have to get that all done in one quick swoop yep that's the aim and that's what people come back to us and, and say that they really love. Saved me a huge amount of time and also a lot of people just didn't know where to start and found it a little bit overwhelming, mm. like, you know, how many, who, how, where, what, um, and we've got all of that covered. Amazing. So we're going to talk about some of these uh, more difficult questions that actually require more of a discussion. Yeah. And I think what we'll do is we'll start with that question that I mentioned in the introduction. Am I a feminist if I take my husband's name? 
What do you think? I mean, it's an open-ended question, isn't it? So I'm, I'm keen to hear your thoughts. It is, and I think it's great that we're talking about it, to be honest, because, well, there is no right or wrong answer mm. uh, when it comes to this. I, I think it's brilliant that this type of question is it's popping up and it's popping up more and more. So <laughs> let's go right in at the deep end. I think this is this is a great question because it stimulates conversation, it stimulates mm. discussion, and there's no right or wrong when it comes to mm. this. So, you know, I'll give you my observation, I'll give you my personal take on it, but ultimately it's down to everybody to weigh up what they think. Um, Am I a Feminist has been an overarching angle, if you like, in quite a few press articles recently, um, from the extreme of a lady called Francesca Spectra, um, who categorically said, no woman should ever take a man's name, um, to various other couples sharing their choices their, their, um, and rationale for mm. Uh, double barreling, creating new names, doing different things. My personal take um, is that it is a very, very personal decision. And I think it's brilliant that we live in a country and a society, but mainly a country where legally there is absolutely no legal right for you or I um, to take your other half's name um, after marriage. It's totally a personal choice. And not every country has that. So first and foremost, I think, you know, if you can take anything away from me now, it's it's that it's about choice and it's about doing what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think anyone can really determine what that is apart from the person themselves. So, yeah, uh, it's all about choice and there's so many different options. Are you a feminist? Well, <laughs> I mean, we've spoken about this before, Nikita. Um, <laughs> How many? How far back do you go? And there are there are arguments for, and there are arguments against. Okay, because part of that part of the argument, if you like, is it's about family trees, family lines. It's about heritage. It's about all sorts of different things that you need to focus on. So, you know, as a woman, I was first a child, and mm-hmm. I was given my father's name, which came from a family line. Um, and that family line goes up the, you know, the family tree, as most of them do. And that's also something that that um, needs to be weighed up. So heritage element. Here. Heritage, yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's it's patriarchal because that's historically how it's always happened. Um, and now we are, if you, not necessarily a crossroads, but perhaps it is a crossroads. It's a crossroads of choice. Mm-hmm about whether or not to continue or to find a way to embrace it or to encompass it or to blend it or mesh it or do all sorts of different things. Yeah, I think personally, I ask how far back can you have that patriarchal argument go? Because we know that the society has always been a patriarchal society. Arguably, it still is. Um, And there are still a lot of things for women's rights in general that we need to address. But... How far can you actually push that back and go? Well, it's a patriarchal thing, so I'm so I'm. Don't think you're a feminist if you, if you take your husband's name. Mm, how far back do you go with that? Because there are elements of my surname that I really like. I actually I really like my surname. I don't know if I want to be parted with it that mm-hmm. quickly. 
But equally, how far back can you go and blame the patriarchy if you want to change that name? You know, I think people sometimes aren't blessed with a, with a nice surname. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a practical side. I mean, we, we've seen some names come through and there's a few where you, you, you quite... You quite clearly see oh yes it's a good job that they changed and they swapped <laughs> or or you can see why potentially the the man was encouraged to take his wife's name because yeah. you know quite frankly he wouldn't have had a great time growing up with that and it, wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't be a kind gift of marriage <laughs> you know I mean, yet some names are are not the best mm-hmm. um you know just from a superficial but actually in, in everyday life you can get some Slightly kids funny. Mean, kids know. can be very mean. <laughs> they really can. So you want to give your children that name when they go to school. Do you like want that? them to go through all those things. Yeah. yeah. And you went through all those things as well. So if your if your name is, you know, not the nicest name in the world, then you know, do you re- it's is the patriarchal argument even relevant to that? I think there were so many different factors and forces. I mean, I think that you know part of it could be a rite of passage and you know we've all gone through that name and now you'll go through that and you'll be called x y and you know mm-hmm. and if that's on it could be just a humorous thing and part of you know life's passage that you go through or um but they just there are just lots and lots of different drivers and i just don't think that um everyone can have an opinion but i don't think that it's fair or right to um force those opinions on other people mm-hmm. without understanding, well, f- full stop, but part of the reason why is that we need to understand that people have different beliefs, different backgrounds, different reasons, different rationale. Um, it could be that they're at the end of a family line. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that there is a, a deep uh, connection with that family line. Um, it could be that both parties actually don't want to take either name and mm-hmm. they want to honor somebody else. Um, we've had somebody uh, who just yesterday actually was honoring his stepfather. So he was changing his name, uh, his surname. He was also swapping out his first and middle names because they were kind of the wrong way round based right. on how he'd always been called, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the new name that they were going to be taking moving forward. Um, there are so many different reasons. You may associate more or less with a name. You may want to um, double barrel them, put them both together. That's a really, really common thing we're seeing. Probably that's, that's one of the biggest spikes that we've seen in the last two years in terms of a trend mm-hmm. of what, what couples are doing. Um, some are also really quite bold where they create a brand new name. So they'll literally say, how do we fuse this name with this name to kind of create something completely new? And that's, I mean, I think it's brilliant, but equally, that's something they've got to weigh up and work out as an individual and as a couple. Yeah. And would you argue as well, like with the going back to the original feminist question, you could argue that if you were given your father's name, as a woman, is it is it a non-feminist thing to 
that's a really bad way to put it, but is it, is it that I'm not being a feminist if I choose to keep that name because that was my father's name or his father's name or the father before that? You know, I think you could argue it either way. You'd probably need to be in some kind of debate society to really be... Like nail it down. Yeah, to really, <laughs> because it, there are so many different nuances. And actually, if we were on opposing councils, we would be able to argue that really really for each each favor but as i say there's so many nuances so many different layers so many different um so much history mm-hmm. um that i think you could argue it either way really yeah it's just it's one of those things to consider and and it's great that it stimulates uh conversation it's stimulating um thoughts around what are our options and what we're seeing is more and more people, more and more couples are choosing to go th- for different things. Mm. But we still get the vast majority, over 80 to 85% will still go down a traditional route of taking their husband's name. Interesting. Why, why do you think that is? Like, what do you think is the driver? Do you think it is the tradition side of things? I think, I think uh, there must be an element of tradition and expectation um (laughs) but i think also you know why do people still typically go for the white dress why do Mm. people still go for a lot of those traditions you know the cutting of the cake or all sorts of different things yeah um the giving away at the altar the giving away at the altar yeah Mm. i mean up until last year a mother's name wasn't even written on the marriage certificate. Yes, that, that's only just come in. It's only just come in, yeah. There have been a couple of changes in May 2021. Yeah, it's May 2021. Literally, I think, it was, I think it was about a year ago. I want to say last week. Well, the week that we're filming this. So, yeah. <laughs> last week um, was when that change came in. And I remember that change coming in because people had so many questions about it. And like, could can you include your... Um, stepmom's name on the birth on your birth certificate yeah. on your marriage certificate um all of that kind of thing it's yeah like, you know it hasn't gone far no. enough it is a step um forward but actually um, modern families are often blended mm-hmm. um you could have a same-sex couple uh parents bringing you up. there's all sorts of different yeah. combinations and as i say <laughs> you know the world is the world is different. I don't know quite where we got to that part about uh, a woman's <laughs> name being on a mother's name being on the marriage certificate. Um, but yeah, but we are at a point where things are changing and evolving, and they will continue to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've certainly moved on more now than in our parents' time. And for those of us who will have children, again, there will be, you know, additional additional changes. Many of those children will be double-barreled. Um, so then you can argue, well, if they're going to be double-barreled and they're going to marry another double-barrel, then what's going to happen, you know? So at some point, that they, they're going to come to a, a, a practicality standpoint. And then instead of having these double and quadruple, um, we've had one quadruple. It's, quadruple Yeah, barrels. it's really not very practical. Um, they need to be quite short names. Mm. From a practical standpoint, you can only have 30 characters in your passport. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. So 30 characters is the limit in your passport. So if, you've got a, if you want to double-barrel your names, yeah. then in theory, if you've got two names that are longer than 16 characters... Yes, you that... need to allow for the space. That's an extra Ooh. character in the box. But that would be the surname. So right. you could have 30 characters as a first 
and middle name, they are in the same box. Right. And then 30 characters. It's very rare that it's gone over yeah. that. Um, that would typically be if we're finding someone who has perhaps a, um, a Latin uh, or, or Hispanic origin of a, of a surname, which often already starts with two, and yeah. then they might elongate that to sometimes those practicalities. Um, but yeah, to the point of if we're seeing, uh, we've seen a 30% rise in double barrels in the last two years, mm -hmm. of the ratio of people that we help. So if we're starting to see more and more double barrelers creating mini double barrelers who are then going to marry Mate. and multiply, <laughs> yeah. um, at some point they'll do what we're seeing coming through a little bit. Um, something's going to give. Yeah. So they may drop one each, they may drop two or, you know, you know, and sometimes yeah. we do see that. So we will see a double barreled couple um, based on what they were given at birth, mm -hmm. opting to drop one or two and then combine the chosen two. Yeah. So consolidating is probably yeah. the word. Did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just put around the house? <laughs> yeah. So there will be some consolidation after this, you know, kind of massive spike in um, in double barreling. So something also to kind of bear in mind. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really interesting point is that, you know, we're seeing this rise in double barrels now. Yeah. Uh, probably also my parents' generation as well, mm -hmm. more likely as well that they started double barreling. Yeah. Um, I, I do find it quite interesting, though, as you say, that, you know, there could be now getting married two people that have got two double barrel names. Which yeah. one do they pick? How do they choose it? You know, there is some consolidation, as yeah. you say, being needed. So, you know, I, I guess that comes on to the question of how do you choose which name to pick? And I think this could be quite a heated discussion for couples. Um, <laughs> I think when we, we were planning this podcast episode, we were we were like, but what about this situation? And what about yes. this situation? And who goes first? <laughs> yeah. In which order? Yeah, yeah. See, I think, um, you know, in, in my my household, me and my partner often have a joke about, you know, we're not, we're not engaged, by the way, but we, we have a joke about, um, you know, whose name will we pick? And I'm like, well, I like my surname, so I don't want to take yours by itself, thanks very much. Um, but that's gonna become a very heated discussion at the point that we do get engaged. So how, how do you navigate that? Okay, well, <laughs> firstly, it depends on the, the couple's dynamics about how they mm. might typically go through something. But I guess it's the, you're going to come across lots of types of conversations when it comes to wedding planning. Um, your guest list, <laughs> your seating plan, you know, the, well, we've traditionally done this and I would rather do that. And, and those, there will be some, mm. there will be some um, pulling and throwing and um, give and take. Give and take. And, you know, it's, it's probably the, uh, the, what's the word? The masterclass in <laughs> in negotiation and compromise and dueling and you know depending on how you all are, but in all seriousness, this is a conversation that needs to be had as many times as it needs to be had mm -hmm. for a decision to be made, because this isn't about the day. No, this, this is about is, the rest. This, this is, about is about after the rest of your life. Yeah, um, and forcing um, a. Uh, a stance or a request or an ask on, on either party of the couple is not the best way to approach something that you're going to be holding for life. So um, 
as I say, that's why you should have multiple conversations if you need to have them. So my recommendation, um, and this starts with a couple first, and then you know, and then once you made your decision, I guess a lot of those same things apply with letting your family know. Yeah, um, because there will be opinions there as well. Oh, there will always be opinions. Yeah. <laughs> there will always be opinions, and, and quite possibly strong opinions, because there's nothing like family to press press, press the buttons. buttons. Yeah, <laughs> we all have them. We all have them. Um, so my recommendation, firstly, is about picking your moments and picking your time. So having a conversation um, about something like this, uh, particularly if you can sense that you have a difference in mm-hmm. opinion, in, in opinion, or direction. Put it nicely. <laughs> so let's assume um, you categorically, Nikita, want to stick with um, with Thorn. Mm-hmm. And one day down the line, you're not engaged now, but one day down the line, you may find that actually he, he would absolutely like you to take his name. Um, talk about it at a point in time where you are both receptive, not only to talking clearly, but to listening. Yeah. Okay. Um, these are not conversations to be had uh, when you're stuck in traffic or when you've had a good few too many um, sherbets on a night out or, <laughs> or you know at, at a point where someone's not really going to be receptive mm. you know nice calm wherever that might be it might be a Saturday morning I may do a nice cup of tea or out for a walk or something explain your rationale mm-hmm. think about really why you are at the point that you're at and that's what I would suggest you really do, and not just not just explain and and show. You can show examples. You know that's the great thing now is that it's not it's not necessarily out there to say I want to keep my name professionally. Um, I want to make a maiden name a middle name. I want to double barrel, and it's up to you if you do or if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very similar question with with my fiance as mm-hmm. well. I'm opting to double barrel. He's not so keen. I'm good with that mm-hmm. uh, and for some people they might not be so continue to kind of keep going on that conversation um, yeah so I would just say have as many conversations as you can get to a point where you are united um, hopefully <laughs> and and then once you kind of you know it's it's bedded in mm-hmm. that's the point at which you should start to um, share with your um, with your friends and family um, and now you don't need to take them on as long a journey as you potentially have been on, uh, but same principles apply. Timing, when are they receptive to listening? Give them time to mull over. You know, there they could be some strong opinions um, from a matriarch or a patriarch within the family, um, which need to be perhaps sensitively um, managed yes. but within reason mm-hmm. you know it did you know this is your life this is your future this is going to be your um path for your family potentially is there a time limit to this at all like i, I think i remember you saying last time that there wasn't so actually that could be quite helpful if you can't reach a resolution absolutely so um if i haven't mentioned it already firstly there is no legal requirement to change your name mm-hmm. um so you don't have to if you don't want to um, some people may not have reached that conclusion at the point <laughs> in which D-Day has come, which is why we always recommend start having that conversation quite early on, not like a week before. <laughs> um, but if if you find that A, you don't want to, 
or B, you haven't reached that solution, then don't change. There's nothing to stop you from changing your name further down the line uh, if and when you get to a point where you decide what you want to do. So during lockdown, that's a, um, a good example, we had quite a lot of couples who came to us asking, am I too late? Is it okay? I was married in 2016, 2018, 2014, whatever it was, um, and I'd like to change my name. Well, we often get people who come to us um, and they reach a, a life event. So often it could be the arrival of little people coming mm -hmm. into the world and that kind of spurs the couple to think again about their their overall kind of teen name and what name they might want to give to a little baby. So there's no limit. Um, it's helpful if you if you've made the decision before it's helpful to let everyone know um, and by everyone I mean your suppliers but also your friends and family so that no one makes a, a wrong assumption or a misassumption um, if you know if you're still on the fence then then I guess just be a bit prepared that that people without direction may not exactly know how to address you so they probably would go with the you know mr and mrs or mrs and mrs or, or whatever um uh, whatever they assume that would be mm. on that point yeah your um title yeah i think that's another common question we get like do you have to change your title no no uh, again with the the traditional i mean it's, it's normally the woman that would change a title um, so, well, for men, they don't really have much option other than to go for, we can't really go back to master, um, <laughs> other to go from Mr. to MX if, if, if they wanted to, quite rare, but totally, totally possible. Mm. Um, but it's normally women who, uh, get to a point where they either want to go from Miss to Mrs. or Ms. to Mrs. Um, but they don't have to. Mm. So it's totally a personal choice. Going back to the, the initial conversation we had, um, for some women, the feminist compromise is to change surname but not change title uh, because they don't want to, um, on paper, be assumed to belong to somebody. Yeah, because I guess the, the, fun the way it's written, the MRS implies the owner of the mister historically yeah. that's how titles were were created you know back in the days i used to write to my grandparents um in france uh and it was uh, monsieur and madame georges mazuier so they mm. used his first name to address know, both of to them to address both of them um and in fact in many cases it was it was the doctor but my my grandmother was a a, a nurse not a doctor but she would assume you know, proprietary, if you like, of that. So that's so that's a really good point, a really good question. Um, and I think that's why it's important to weigh these things up mm -hmm. and look at it on the whole. You know, what what things are really important to you? What things are you comfortable um, relinquishing or embracing or or not? Uh, but you don't have to change your title. Um, and whilst we're on the subject of titles, um, most doctors will keep their title. Um, which they're absolutely entitled to. They've worked very hard to, <laughs> to achieve Whether it. it's a PhD or a doctor. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> or a medical doctor, yeah, you have worked absolutely. very hard. So, um, so they, they are absolutely entitled to keep that mm. for life. Um, 
but conversely, just because you marry a doctor, you cannot uh, ob obtain <laughs> a doctorate title, and you couldn't give a title of like you know lord or lady if it wasn't mm. uh, if it wasn't earned or given. You can't take that name, uh, that title. I've seen on um, TikTok when you sort of like you dotted on the point of the Mister and Mrs. Mm -hmm. George and Mudgeway. Um I've seen on TikTok a little trend going on at the moment uh, that brides in particular are putting the name of the female in the relationship first on the invitations now yeah. uh, rather than rather than the man's name as traditionally yeah. would go uh, as a little feminist uh, rebellion uh, which is which I think is quite cool. Yeah, uh, I think it's lovely. <laughs> there's no requirement to do that either. So if you are changing your name and you are feeling a little bit like, oh, am I not a feminist for doing this? Try doing that instead. <laughs> yeah, there could be that. I mean, I've always, I've always written uh, letters to the lady first. I would just think it's more polite. Yeah. And I don't, I honestly don't know where I got that from. Whether it was in my brain, whether it's a French thing, whether I don't know. But I always write. Uh, I always think ladies and gentlemen is the lady first and, and then and like then, that and then the chat yeah. but yeah I think it's what I'm saying is that the more people do things in their own way the more it kind of diffuses and, and kind of blurs some of the the formal traditional things and I don't think that's a bad thing I think it's yeah. quite quite liberating in a way Definitely. Um, that you would have a, a fusion of two two cultures two heritages but th that's great you would bring lots of different things from different cultures different heritages and kind of fuse them blend them mm. together and say you know we're we're not going to have this this cake we're actually going to you know mm. lots and lots of different traditions um where you can kind of pick and, and choose yeah, and pick and mix and, yeah 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 work where you'd like to do it yeah. let's talk about the, the vice versa of this. Um, I saw on LinkedIn um, a professional posted about the fact that he was actually taking his wife's name um, and why he was really proud to be doing that and how he wanted to actually, um, he wanted to allow her the opportunity to maintain her heritage because she was the last in her family name line and he yeah. had two brothers. So he kind of, he said, he was really proud to be taking that name and being able to continue a tradition of her family or continue the, the heritage of her family as well. Are you seeing a, a similar thing? Or, I mean, there might not be the same reasons, um, as we've discussed, there's lots and lots of different reasons. Um, but are you seeing a rise in men taking yeah. their wives' yes, names? absolutely, absolutely. So if I look at the ratio of men to women that we assist um, uh, men, have tripled um they largely will go for a double barrel okay uh, so that's that that's probably at least 50 percent of the men that that we help change their name will adopt a double barrel same as their other half mm -hmm. um and that's quite popular also with same-sex couples yeah. they will kind of put those two together although same-sex couples um might even be one step bolder and, and go and create a brand new team name um, so yes, yeah, so we will see men double barreling. Uh, we will see exactly as you've mentioned. Um, in fact, we had a, a Mr. Smith and a Mr. Jones uh, who went for the exact same reason. One double barreled and the other took his wife's surname completely. Um, both of their rationale when we spoke to them and interviewed them 
uh, was because of the the end of the family line. Uh, and and interestingly, their parents. Well, we always ask, you know, how did uh, how did your friends and family react? Their parents were very very supportive, um, pretty much saying, well, there's enough Smith and enough Jones in in the world to do that. Uh, so yeah, there are more. There are more. And well done to the guy on LinkedIn <laughs> yeah. for actually being quite bold to use that platform to explain it. You yeah. Know? Because it's 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 common for somebody to change their name professionally, but it's normally on the female side. So I think I think that's great. Yeah, um, yeah, lots and lots of. Because you um, often see on a like female LinkedIn, if we're talking about LinkedIn, you often see the sort of Nay yeah. Smith at the end of uh, their name, so that people recognise them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think you're totally right. Normally, uh, someone would post about their marriage on LinkedIn because they're going to change their name. That's the whole point of mm -hmm. notifying everyone in their professional network. Um, otherwise, LinkedIn is generally, you don't really see that kind of post no. Cur no, not currently. Often. I think it's sort of changing a little bit, but you, that's the main reason you see a post like that on that yeah. platform. Yeah, and you start to see these, these things are starting to trickle through. Mm. Um, and I think for couples, if they're not sure and they want to explore, um, on on both your site and our site, um, you know, we've worked to interview couples and get some real life examples out there. So that could be helpful to explore and understand different options and maybe, you know, pop, pop a little article under somebody's nose to, to, to have a little <laughs> look at because sometimes we might want to do something or kind of a little bit on the fence, but there is a part of us that wonders, you know, well, how that work practically? How will people react to it? Um, you know, various different things. It could be a consideration. Mm -hmm. You know, how how would this actually float? How will it work? Yeah. Um, so always good to you know find mm. out what other people have done. And I dare say, beyond our websites and articles and things that are out there, more and more couples now will know someone who's done something a bit differently mm -hmm. um, because that's what happens. People influence each other in friendship groups tend to get married within um, within batches of each other, within, you know, kind of one to two years. There's often that, you know, big cluster of, whoa, we're entering into wedding season now. Yeah, um, yeah. And they'll, they, they will sometimes kind of trigger some some different, um, different examples or inspire people to maybe think about things differently. Yeah, and quite often the vast majority of people, the reaction is, is either, oh, fair enough, or didn't realise you could do that. Yeah. Or... Oh, good, good on you. That's really, that's really nice. What a lovely thing to do. Yeah. It's not generally, I will say, because there's probably people out there that would, knowing, oh. knowing the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there will be some, but, but from a practical standpoint, if you went, um, as, as some people I know did, 10 years ago, as a man, into a bank and tried to change your name, they would have looked at you as if you were asking to, for a ticket to the moon. Um, honestly, they, they just, it was a bit computer says no, well, well, well we don't know how to do that. Um, incidentally, the world has changed mm. now, you're not only were you then and still legally entitled to do it now, um, but that's what I'm saying, it's becoming a lot more mainstream, people won't bat an eyelid, so you change your name on your passport, your driving license, all sorts of different places, with the very, very, very odd exception. Um, we've not seen it come back in the last uh, four or five years, but with a very odd exception, Everyone's like fair game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They'll just process it in the yeah. same way. And yeah. That's how it should be. Of course, like from the feminism side of it, there isn't only the option of 
change or don't change, is there? There is actually the option of keeping your maiden name professionally and then having your new new team name as uh, your personal, in your personal life, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of refer to this as, as the best of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's not for everyone, um, but it is where you would compartmentalise and, and create a very clear distinction between your, your professional life and sphere and network and your personal life. Um, so as I suggest, you, you effectively draw that line. You create a sphere around everything that is your uh, professional network and you keep that. You ring fence it mm-hmm. and don't change it. That allows you to preserve and keep continuity in, in that part of your life. Um, so no need for a, a LinkedIn update or you know changing of various bits and bobs with HMRC and your employers and all sorts of things. Um, but for those that do, that is a perfectly viable and legal option. And in, in some cases, it, it feels uh, more comfortable for mm. people. Um, we'll find a lot of doctors and lots of people in the medical profession, lots of doctors would either opt to double barrel, so they've got that constant continuity um, but these would be like medical doctors or mm-hmm. practitioners or you know if they write papers they might want to keep that association or they'll keep their name all together in their personal life uh, sorry <laughs> in their professional life and then make the change in their personal, personal life. side and from that if you wanted to you could be doctor at at work and mrs at home for example um, the vast majority would just stick doctor everywhere, but you've still got the option to do that. But it requires some discipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've got to think through your in your own mind, am I okay with these two distinctive different, um, not personas, but these two distinctive different names? And can I navigate around that? Um, a bit like Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Montana. Uh, but c- certain practicalities. Okay? Yeah. Certain practicalities, you know, with, with regards to uh, your formal ID, um, you can make a uh, an observation in your passport that would say known professionally as. Okay. Um, so th- there are different options and we've got guides on both of our websites yeah. that would we, that we work, have, yeah. work through those. So we will link those in the show notes for anyone that is interested. And I think as well, we do go into this sort of the logistics of that in a little bit more detail in the last podcast. So if you want yes. to hear about that yeah. more, jump in on and listen to that yeah, that's one. That's more the practical side. This yeah. is more just like an in-depth, yeah. meaningful... <laughs> meaningful you know, discussion yeah. over tea and croissant. <laughs> <laughs> So to finish off today's episode, we thought it would be helpful to go through some examples of real life celebrities, I guess, in most cases it is celebrities, um, and what they've done after getting married and how, how they've approached the name, the name changing process, I guess. Um, and then hopefully you can, if you're at a crossroads with your partner and want to give them an example of how your idea would work, Hopefully you'll find an example here. Yeah. I mean, there are loads. I mean, we yeah. just we just handpicked a few, didn't we? Yeah, we there totally are, did. There are so many examples out there. So mm. even if it's, you know, there's lots of different places that you can draw on so that you can, um, yeah, find something to resonate that might resonate. Yeah, okay. So are you ready for these? So first of all, an example of meshing. 
Dawn Porter meshed surnames with her husband, Chris O'Dowd, and became Dawn O'Porter in 2012. Yep, that was quite... That, that was quite a headline thing to do then and actually believe it or not yeah. that was, so that I mean, was it's 10, about years, 10 ago. years ago yeah yeah it was 10 years ago um so she became O'Porter he stayed as O'Dowd mm-hmm. um so again you know different options to both make the switch or or just one but yeah she honored that and uh, she honored the O she honored the O that's right <laughs> hail to the O yeah <laughs> So we've got Lewis Hamilton honoured his mother's maiden name of Davidson by adding it to as a middle name earlier this year. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I so thought, he's not married, is he? But he no, has done this by default. I thought I, I thought it was beautiful. Actually, it was really, really and he's a he's a big family guy, mm. Lewis Hamilton. Um, and I've, I have a lot of respect for him. So for him, he wanted to make it that that public um, that public point. Uh, and he's and he's done that. So it doesn't even have to be a, a wedding. Uh, and, and actually, as an aside, everything that we've spoken about today um, is is equally uh, valid for civil partnerships mm-hmm. as well. So you can use a civil partnership as well as a marriage certificate. And um, it's, it's all of the options that we've spoken about today and all of these examples uh, can also be achieved then. Um, so it doesn't have to be a, a wedding, but yeah, maybe obviously given <laughs> given the <laughs> circumstances, given, given, given who's more than likely going to be listening, um, yeah, okay, maybe we've got some examples that are more more weddingy, but that was that, that was, was one a aside. Bit aside, yeah. Um, so we've got Sir Elton John and David Furnish. They've oh, yeah. they've kept their individual names. They have, but have double barreled the surname for their children. That's so right. Furnish John. Point though. Elton John used to be uh, Reginald Kenneth Dwight. He did. So he's already changed his name in the first instance uh, to Elton Hercules John. Hercules, yep. Hercules is his, is his middle name. Um, and yeah, interesting the way that they've gone with Furnish John. Yes, yeah, so it's not John Furnish. Mm-hmm. And and you know there is there's there's no rule mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Uh, some some couples may have a little tussle with things like that. <laughs> uh, but generally speaking, what we tend to find is when we speak to couples who are putting uh, two names side by side, with or without a hyphen, is they they uh, tend to make the overall decision on, on which flows better, which yeah. sounds better. I that's, would agree. Yeah, it's not about it who's better or the alphabetize. You know, it doesn't really matter either way. It's just I actually think if it sounds a bit clunky, are you going to want to say that name? Yeah, and and you might find you might find that actually they could work either way, and that's a compromise that you've made to agree to do it. I you know whatever whatever works. But there's no the point is that there is no uh, formal. Uh, sequence or order mm. uh, when it comes to it and it's, it's up to the couples yeah. to work out what they want definitely um, some names are intertwined so Kate Middleton who is officially Catherine Duchess of Cambridge um, that's her name is obviously changed for royal reasons but her sister Pippa Middleton has kept her maiden name after marrying James Matthews yeah. and their children have taken their father's surname that's right yeah, that's right. So Kate Middleton, um, the the name is so strong that you could still pick up a newspaper now or a magazine and she would be referred to as Kate Middleton. Um, and it's perhaps for those reasons, I don't know, I don't know Pippa personally, but it's perhaps for those reasons that Pippa has felt that, you know, that, that brand, that name, that heritage is so strong that it's something that she wanted to preserve. 
um, so you know back to our earlier points then you know here's an example of a couple that have come to a decision made a compromise um, he stayed as James Matthews she stayed as Pip Middleton and they have um, opted to give um, their children uh, the combined no not the combined they've, they've often to um, do that for Matthew so lots of different combinations out mm. there definitely um, Ariana Grande she has kept her name after marrying last year and so has Lady Kitty Spencer um, yes. Diana's niece yeah. um, I think with Kitty Spencer well, I mean, it, it's a Spencer. She's a Spencer. That's likely to trump any name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's likely to trump any name. I don't even know if, if it would have even come up as a, you know, it's probably just, just a given. Uh, but again, it goes to that point of, well, you know, is that a feminist thing to do? Is that a non-feminist thing to do? But the, the point is, is that a, a heritage um, is something that has importance. Um, may trump any other decision, Yeah, it really. may trump, but it, it shows the... Okay, so in society, the name Spencer has importance and, and, and meaning, yeah. but, but your surname and my surname and where we come from is is, is a personal thing, mm-hmm. and that's that's what counts. That's, that's part of your... That should be part of your rationale. Yeah, and I think Ariana Grande, she's obviously created a brand for yeah. herself from that. And, you know made a name professionally as well in that aspect you know if you've created a personal brand you know use ariana as an example so uh, so an example i probably wouldn't be appropriate for me to um give the individual's name um but we helped a a lovely couple from wales the actress um quite well known um in quite a few films but her and her husband decided that they wanted to mesh surnames Mm -hmm. and create a brand new surname uh, for them and their and their two children, but she's kept her stage name. It's not actually a stage name, but she's kept the name, the brand, professionally, um, and she goes by both. So has kind of separated that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's it's very common for actors, actresses mm-hmm. to do that. Isn't yeah, it? I, well, in many ways, they 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 it's they don't have much of a choice. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's there and it's out there, you know, a band's name is a band's name and very occasionally would they change or, you know, change. We've just had the name, uh, we've just had Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker get married and she's literally posted on her Instagram, Mr and Mrs Barker. Is she going to change her Instagram handle? Oh, not so yes. sure yeah that, that's you know we might one. find out between the there's, time of the recording and yeah, the time it's released followers so up until their wedding day they were called um Kravis um, Kravis yeah yeah, yeah Kravis yeah. so yeah watch this space but also what they choose to do versus what the media chooses to do mm. <laughs> uh, might not always kind of line up and yeah. that you know that might kind of I mean they've just started time. their um new series the the kardashians on on like hulu and disney i don't know but yeah they've just started that series so i'm not sure she'd want to get rid of that as a stage name at the very least well it's her very very important brand name so um yeah i mean uh, kim kept it didn't she or did she double she was she was kim kardashian west when they were married now she's back to kim kardashian I think there was a whole, I watched it, there was a whole episode about who is Kim K, not Kim Ye. <laughs> yes, because he changed his name as well. Didn't yeah, he? he's now Ye or Ye or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So many different options. Yeah. <laughs> so many different combinations. If you want to change your name, 
this is a great chance to do it when you've got married. If you want to change from Kanye to Ye, do it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and as an aside, um, I don't think we mentioned it earlier, but sometimes this is an opportunity to level set. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, for example, have always been called your middle name mm-hmm. or a, a, or a, a pretty distinctive deviation from the from your first name that you were given, you can change both at the same time. So if you're going to go for a you know a new surname combination whatever it is you can actually you know play around with your middle names and your first names as well if you so wanted to kind of you know use this point in time to kind of reset reset the record um, yeah you can do that too yeah I think um, from a personal point of view my cousin uh, at there I don't think he's changed it legally uh, so it might be completely pointless but um, at their wedding yeah his his name we've always known him as Jimmy. And um, his actual name is Arthur James. Right. So at the altar, when they were when they were doing the, oh, do you so and so take Arthur James? The everyone like looked at each other like, <laughs> who's Arthur? <laughs> <laughs> and the registrar was like, that's Jimmy, by the way. <laughs> so it's a it's a moment of fun in your ceremony if if that's what you'd like to <laughs> to include. Next on our, going back to our list, next on our list of celeb name changes, we've got Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. So that's Nick Jonas's wife. Yeah. Now, I don't think he's taken Chopra Jonas, has he? Pass. Um, I, don't, I don't know. But again, it's one of those things yeah. the media might, uh, might give it to him, whether, <laughs> whether he wants it or not. But um, yeah, certainly there was a... A, a need to mm. to um, embrace both um, from her standpoint. So I think she was quite big in in yeah. Bollywood. She's she's huge in. Well, she, I think she's in Bollywood and in Hollywood. Yeah. So you know all the woods, all the woods. So actually, keeping her her sort of original maiden name yeah. is very important to keeping the ties to those movies that she was in. Not that she'd ever be written out of them, but you know, I think for for especially with media you need to be able to be associated quite easily yeah. with that kind of thing, don't yeah. you? Um, and incidentally, uh, important to also consider some legalities. We're speaking about the UK, right? Mm. There are some limitations to what you can call yourself in countries that are not that far away. So mm. in Spain or Italy, for example, it's not a, a, a common or a done thing indeed for a woman to change their name. Okay. So worth bearing in mind for those that are dual nationals, um, yeah, come to us if you want some advice. Look at the, um, the, the. There's a few things to look into to really think through. Um, you can absolutely do it here, but there are a few loops and hoops for you to go through if you want that to be recognised on a native passport with a native. Um, oh, okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, point. it's great to know that you've got options and, yeah. and just different ways of, totally. of doing it. John Ono Lennon, husband of Yoko Ono. Ah, yeah. 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 So he took her surname. Yep. And made it into a middle name from the looks of this. And then Yoko Ono kept her surname. She well she wasn't Yoko Lennon, I don't think. Uh, I'm not sure, but whatever it was, it was a very very long time ago. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but a really long time ago, but in the sense of, I mean, these guys were, you know, Yoko Ono, 
they were doing stuff that was quite far out there mm. and making points and, and, and shaking things up. So well well done to them. Um, I have a feeling she might have had Lennon at some point, but um, not entirely sure. Whatever works, yeah. you know, whatever goes. And I think ultimately that's the whole thing. It's mm. all about it's all about choice and doing what's right for you. Yeah. And for you as a couple, not for your extended yeah because I think previously as well I've been doing a lot of um, research into my own family tree um, and we I'm finding that it's quite difficult if they don't have the same surname so when there is a marriage point Mm -hmm. it's quite difficult to find Mm -hmm. to make sure that it was that person that was married to um, the thorn that I'm trying to connect them with Um, now records are kept so much better I guess they're just they're just kept much more logically on digitally well everything's digital now everything's digital yeah so you know tracing a family history from here on in if there are some interesting combinations you'd still be able to create that linkage but Mm. you know if you go back historically where people would literally written and in fact the way that it was written sometimes is the exact reason for a deviation in the spelling of a name it is because that is exactly what i'm finding at the moment So hopefully we've given you some examples and advice and we've had a a really good discussion today to sort of work through um, what you might be thinking about and what might be causing a bit of a roadblock for you or for your discussions with your partner. Um, And I really hope that we've helped resolve some of those or at least given you the ammunition you need to to go into the next discussion. Um, Cecile, any top tips for couples that might be Um, having that discussion right now what is your top tip to take away today okay so first and foremost pick your timing Mm -hmm. (laughs) calmly not at a point where buttons are going to be pushed in the wrong way have the conversation slash multiple conversations to really hear what each other wants um, and let everyone know Mm -hmm. if you're doing something that's against or twist from tradition uh don't assume everyone will know, so let your wedding party and your friends and family know so they can address you properly um, before and during and after the big day so they know what to write in the cards and, and do what's right for you. For you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much to Cecile for joining us today on the podcast. I think it's been a really fabulous discussion. I hope it was useful to our listeners and viewers as well. Yeah, I hope so. We've certainly had fun. <laughs> We've eaten croissants, we've had tea, it's been great. It's been lovely, thank you for having us. Absolutely more than welcome and I will put the details of Name Switch in the show notes and we have um, a special link because Name Switch and Guides to Brides are brand partners so you can get a special discount on Name Switch services. I'll make sure there are details of that in the show notes as well. Guidetobrides.co.uk forward slash podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode and another guest. Uh, But in the meantime, you can follow us on social media at Guides for Brides and head to our website, guidesforbrides.co.uk to start planning your wedding today. Thanks so much, guys. See you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. Head over to guidesforbrides.co.uk to continue your wedding planning. And don't forget to like, follow and subscribe on our social media channels at Guides for Brides.